0: From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. When you need to know what's going on around the world, stay with Weekends with Jason Olborn on today's News Talk, TNT. Hello and welcome to Weekends with me, Jason Olborn here on TNT Radio. We've got a jam packed show for you today. I'm delighted that you can come along for the ride And a ride it certainly will be. Let me just tell you what's coming up today. My first guest in just a very short moment, Barry Nussbaum, will be joining me with some breaking news out of the United States. Yes, I'm going to deliver something that you don't know just yet that Barry's just informed in my earpiece only moments ago. And we're going to dig deep into what's happening in Maui with the latest information. And of course, if you know Barry from americantruthproject.org, you'll realize that his research and understanding of what's going on in Israel uh, is something that we need to look into further. There's been more breaking news coming out. We've seen it here in the Australian newspapers today that uh, there is an Iranian male sex scandal involving mullahs and politicians. You can check that out um, shortly. We're going to get into that one. Shocking information uh, there once again. More coming up uh, with Barry in just a moment. In the second hour, as you probably just saw Alex in the last hour in the, uh, the replay of his show, he's going to come on my show because I've got a lot of questions about about AI, central bank digital currencies, and other tech information that I thought that we should go straight to the horse's mouth. And Alex will be here in the second hour with me. And in the final hour of today's show, Tobias Elvhage is a filmmaker, an award-winning filmmaker, who created a film called Gender Transformation, The Untold Realities. And he will be here in that third hour to talk about his work all the way from Stockholm in Sweden and uh, to get a feel of what's happening around the world. And it's quite amazing that this global globalist world that we're in at the moment, the world is shrinking. Yes, we get access to more information, but it's the timing of these events and how certain things are meant to be pushed and we get manipulated over and over again. And we'll paint a picture how it is that the parents are being pushed out of their own families because of states telling us how to live. And that's something that we don't stand for here on TNT Radio. It is about freedom. It is about self-sufficiency. And it's about autonomy. I mean, how hard is it to be born into a world with free will, only to live half or three quarters of your life, to have it taken away because someone in office says that that's what we need to do for your safety and your convenience. And, of course our profits and control is the part that they don't mention well let's get into the show proper barry nussbaum is the founder of as i said Americantruthproject.org an international platform that educates on five key issues american israel relations and you've also talked about anti-Semitism, Middle East policy, radical Islam and homegrown terror. He appears daily on his own platform in addition to guesting on numerous national and international political and news networks. And you can sign up for free to get the daily content by typing in findbarry.com and it will allow free signups for content and let me tell you findbarry.com does not go to the obamas it goes to barry nussbaum's side americantruthproject.org and on that note let's bring barry in right now barry welcome back to tnt radio
1: i I appreciate the the invite uh i'm very clear that you've got it this is not an obama sponsored uh web platform i promise
0: Well, thankful for that because we're still scratching our heads wondering how it is that Barack Obama can operate from the shadows after telling us that what he wanted to do was run a third term in office in the uh, from the basement with an earpiece in his ears, and it seems that that's exactly what's going on now i wanted to get into the maui stuff um very quickly but i was just thinking that the news you just told me in my earpiece i think we need to get to that straight away concerning something about a democratic presidential candidate can you tell us what you've just discovered
1: yeah it's shocking news out of the united states released about two hours ago uh, here the elections are run by the federal election commission And there was a filing done yesterday, uh, released a few hours ago. You're not going to believe who the candidate is. It is a committee formed for the exploration to perform all the necessary fundamental preliminary steps to launch a national campaign for president of the United States. And the candidate is Michelle
0: Obama. Wow. So it is happening. It's absolutely on the table. It's official now. They've now filed officially for an exploratory committee for president for Michelle Obama, completely unqualified, first lady status, and that's about it, but never been in politics, never been elected, and all of a sudden wants to run for president. It seems that America is obsessed with dynasties in politics. And so it is the denial, 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 and all of the stuff coming out telling us that um, she doesn't like politics, effectively subtitling, saying it's a blood sport, et cetera, doesn't want any part of it. But now she's going to have to stand up and tell the world that she has to do this because of what's coming. It's all theatre, it seems. And this exploratory committee is an interesting one, because when RFK Jr. came out not long ago and announced his exploratory committee, he announced he was running for president within days. So this is interesting now, because now they're going to have to play another game here in how long they delay this announcement, given the uh, the, the Biden-Harris uh, situation and the decline there in popularity, etc. Uh, whether they time this to run very late. And perhaps Joe Biden's demise is also plotted that he somehow forgets to go to work one day and they go, OK, that's it, you're out. Or perhaps he just falls asleep and never wakes up. Uh, who knows how this is going to play out? But I just feel like that we're being manipulated in so many ways now that we are watching a show. Um, everyone seems to have predicted this, and I'm sure there'll be people in the chat now saying to us, um, yes, I predicted this too. But now it's a reality, Barry. What else do we know? Well, there's another weird one. I haven't told you this. Um, RFK Jr.,
1: who um, had wanted to come on American Truth Project with me for a number of months to talk about his viewpoints on the jab, uh, the mRNA vaccine research he'd done and so on, has released a press release earlier today. Where he says unequivocally under no circumstance will i accept a ticket with donald trump absolutely not under any circumstances will i run with him there are rumors that that was in the offing and was being discussed and that effectively cuts off any chance rfk has to be vice president he wouldn't have been invited to be president over donald trump obviously but uh he wants to run an independent campaign and the numbers that i've seen in american politics say contrary to what some believe he will pull more from the left than from the right uh he is a moderate he he says very definitely he's a democrat he's not the progressive variety of the left wing crazies he's He's a middle of the road guy, much like Clinton was when he ran originally, but there's no chance that they will allow him to run on the Democrat ticket. They won't allow him to debate Biden. They won't allow him to appear on any DNC events. And they are presuming publicly Biden is the nominee and they're refusing to let any elections take place. That means the only way Biden runs is if no one runs against him, which is a Foregone conclusion, and RFK runs as an independent, which means he will have to qualify individually outside of the parties in every state. In American history, nobody has ever made it by that road. Even Ross Perot couldn't get above 20%
0: yeah this is a uh, fascinating isn't it that um rfk playing a very very straight bat as we say here in australia in terms of um rejecting uh, any advances or perhaps preempting uh, an offer them but um it's, it's a strange it's a, such a strange story because um Kennedy obviously trying to do something in the way of, of of telling us that the major party system is corrupt and therefore playing this independent um uh position that he's that he's got here and if defeated what then becomes of the 69 year old he'll be 70 by the time the election comes around um and, and I keep wondering I always thought that he, he wasn't going to be the vice president um uh, running mate of Trump but I still think that there's that, that whole attorney general thing makes a lot of sense because Trump can come out and then say, well, we've done a, a very big, b- very big look here uh, in terms of um, uh, Republicans. We saw what happened with Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions and and, and others and, and and getting them nominated. We, we obviously looked at the Democrats where we can't trust them. And to, and then for Kennedy to be the uh, attorney general uh, as an independent, he's like the perfect foil for that. And of course, he would think that he would have the goods on a lot of things. What's your take on that? I think, honest to goodness, if Trump had the
1: ability to pull that off, Could A, overcome his own ego to bring somebody else in like that from the outside? Number two, if he could get Kennedy to say yes, I think it would be a stupendously brilliant move. Because if Kennedy truly is able to pull 10% and Kennedy announces it soon enough before the general election, Jason, that alone will swing the election. Because Mm -hmm. keep in mind, Kennedy's going to pull from the middle, not from the left. And those are the voters that Trump will need to take back 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue.
0: Gosh, it's a, it's a fascinating story. U.S. politics never fails to deliver, especially when it seems that the whole world is at stake, not just the United States, desperate for a change in what's going on on the global table. And the one person that uh, has been up there saying so much about what he's planning to do. And one of the big things there is the central bank digital currency. He said he's not interested in that. He uh, is all for uh, autonomy and choice and freedom. And of course, when it came to compulsory medicine, he was not supporting that at all. And you would have to think the WHO is extremely nervous now because you would think that day one, both Kennedy, if he was involved in any way, and Trump would basically say that is the end of US involvement with the WHO and that would be a second nail in the coffin for the globalist. i do i do maintain barry that here in australia that the voice uh, referendum that failed last year was a, a hidden uh, agenda there. And of course, when that was defeated in Australia, it was another nail in the coffin because UN uh, situation that they were going to push through, et cetera, and, 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 um, and managed retreat and the climate change agenda would have been pushed off. It didn't have the cover of being able to say that we're supporting the Indigenous people. And of course, if you go back to the beginning of the Trump presidency, the Trans-Pacific Partnership was one of the first things that Trump got rid of very early on, which showed that he was anti-global. And of course, in the climate change, pulling out of Kyoto. So the runs are certainly on the board there uh that there is something I would I would, not, big-
1: I would not overlook World Economic Forum they don't like Trump at all and Trump doesn't like them at all they are globalists they make no apology about it they're very brazen about it and Trump is saying uh-uh that's not part of the United States we're we we're on our own path to destiny without you we don't need an overlord
0: yeah, indeed. And you know what's also following up with all of that, of course, with the promises of Trump pulling out of um, uh, being able to resolve the Ukraine-Russian war uh, is the idea that uh, NATO um, may well be, and it's been often speculated, that NATO may will somehow collapse or dissolve somewhere else. So the idea of going on your own with the US, he must have some inside uh, understanding of how Russia and China, et cetera, would react to that. Uh, and perhaps there's other forms of alliances there uh, to create peace uh which is of course the, the thing that all of us want on earth and anything but now with the globalist regime controlling the west uh in politics up against the brics nations you just seem to think that um uh, that the current status quo is absolutely not interested in working towards peace even though it pretends that that's its agenda it never ever gets there and of course the four years of trump no no new wars uh was was probably the best ever demonstration that uh there is an alternative uh in politics it is very very exciting what what a brilliant year 2024 has already started out to be barry
1: couldn't agree more if you have world economic forum policy uh being dictated to governments around the world the globalists for example in canada germany uk um obviously the united states and australia uh, it's very hard to resist and it will take somebody like um a big change in the white house here uh, a big change in canada there's already been a big change in the uk um, you see some of the eastern bloc countries that are now nato members saying no no world economic forum and and stay out of our country who there's a pendulum jason's swinging in the other direction you're totally right the future yeah. getting brighter
0: It certainly is. This year is a spectacular year for elections. I've I've said this a number of times, we've got uh, India going off shortly, April or May, Russia in March, Canada in October, US November, the UK has got to go off before January of next year, and even little old Australia will go off before May of next year. So um, that would mean all the five ice countries have gone off in 18 months. Uh, It's a big deal and it seems everywhere in the West, there is the smell of change in the winds, whereas India and Russia looks uh, prepared to return their leaders. Uh, Fascinating set of circumstances. of Course, Pierre uh, Poiley of doing very well against Trudeau in Canada. And I don't think the Canada um, Trudeau's running at about 24 or 25 percent at the moment, uh, popularity. So, um, he would be certainly looking at uh, what his retirement plans are. And of course, we saw Javier Malay just a, a short time ago at uh, Davos, uh, giving them a speech and a half telling them that, oh, um,
1: I loved it, I yeah, loved what, it, absolutely mutton yeah. chop sideburns and all yes yes yes, yes.
0: <laughs> looking more like he would belong in the blues brothers with uh, john belushi than he would on the world stage but when that man speaks and speaks beautifully his economic prowess comes out and he's 100 for capitalism and the the idea of being uh motivated uh, and incentivized to be able to improve an economy and here in australia this week we had uh protests on the australia day uh where the indigenous uh, population were out in in some parts uh protesting and one of the signs i So one of the banners was end capitalism. And I thought, are you serious? This is how you're going to solve the problem by introducing socialism and having a government who let you down by having a voice referendum that was non-binding, meaning that if the uh, community came up with a solution and the government didn't like it, the government had uh, first right of refusal and that was the end of it. And they're asking the same government to end capitalism, to then hand out um, uh, pieces of the pie to the whole community makes no sense at all. And it seems that... uh, the change that's certainly in the air at the moment will swing around and then uh, things should improve as we uh as we look forward to um uh the, the big changes that are coming and that means that the globalists will certainly be on the ropes uh, uh this year and panicking and we've seen Ted Ross already the WHO coming out with all manner of different excuses and concerns and blaming people for not supporting the international health regulations and the future of the pandemic treaty and crying for more money hardly looks like they are as powerful as they are made out to be this this monopoly of information if anything but they are very very nervous very nervous and i would have to say barry before we go to the break just quickly misinformation laws if the governments of the world and through the globalists are pushing for such a thing all at the same time that is because they are nervous
1: couldn't agree with you more and um you you made a comment a minute ago about we don't want capitalism we want socialism we want communism I, I've got to believe worldwide. Uh, with maybe with the exception of a small banana republic in Central America, nobody's buying that rhetoric anymore. The pendulum is swinging back towards freedom, uh, capitalism, the ability to leave your live your life alone uh, without government interference in your healthcare, in your education, where you live, how you. Uh, uh, move about the country carbon footprints and so on people have just had it and it's almost as if Ayn Rand is coming back you know the the ability to live your life let me live my life i won't bother you and you live your life i won't bother you either it's we 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 are going to get to the point i think where we're going to become freer than we are today god willing because the alternative is just
0: bleak Oh, absolutely it is. Well, we spent the pandemic years talking about uh, everyone was a victim, uh, the government was going to save you and of course that created weakness and it was that weakness that's permeated throughout society for the last few years. But now, of course, with the oppression that comes, with having to get in line and do what you're told and see what's being taken as the world might offer here in Australia a tax cut, but at the same time, people are battling interest rates that have more than doubled in, in the last uh, year and a half, et cetera, and uh, inflation. and And you realise that this is not the answer the government of course is the problem as uh, ronald reagan used to say and it just becomes clearer and clearer every day we're going to take our first break in the hour and when we return a whole lot more with barry nussbaum my first guest this hour on weekends with jason Olborn here on tnt radio tnt sonia porton
1: you feel the need to describe yourself along with being a useless eater free speech isn't a phobia as a male with a penis why would you feel the need to describe yourself as such
0: well you never know these days do you anyone can have a penis apparently so just thought you better make sure everybody knows
1: and that and that is the reality isn't it words have lost all meaning and one of the things that i wanted you to come on and come and join me about and comment about is the whole issue of gender and transgenderism are you cis jack
0: no there's no such thing There was was literally no such thing until a couple of years ago, and it's it's their religion, it's not mine, and I refuse to get involved with this sort of terminology. It's ridiculous. Sonya Poulton on today's News Talk TNT.
2: When you can point me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually 9 out of 10 Americans, that's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's
0: massive. To find out more, go to
3: tntradio.live.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. Welcome back to Weekends, and I'm with Barry Nussbaum this hour, and I hope you didn't miss that first segment. And if you did, you can always watch it back because you're going to learn that uh, Michelle Obama has officially filed for an exploratory committee for president. A big deal because it seems now that the pendulum for the Democrats is swinging toward desperation status. They can no longer count on Joe Biden being the answer, uh, even though after the 2020 election, and goodness me, Barry, I was looking at some stats again this week. uh, And uh, let me just, this is something else. And and whilst we plan these shows uh, to keep every minute um, uh, counted for Barry, it just occurred to me, I had to ask you, about this. I was looking at the results when they announced Trump's victory um, uh, in New Hampshire against Nikki Haley, and they and they came out at 54% uh, counting and said that um, he had won that primary event. And at the same time, in my hand, I was holding something from the US election 2020, and it was saying that the um, Georgia state election was at 94% counted, with Trump 102,000 votes ahead and still there was no concession or call of defeat for Joe Biden. And, of course, we know how that ended up on an official taking. But how is it that Biden gets to go to 94% and doesn't and no one calls it for Biden, even though he's trailing massively? But in this case, in Trump, the, the, um, uh, in the primary at 54%, and he was only 10% or 11% ahead of Nikki Haley, they called it. It just seems like there's always two sets of sets of rules when it's convenient one way or another or whether the sting is in.
1: Well, here's here's an inside baseball, as we say in the states, uh, bit of data for you, Jason, regarding what happened in New Hampshire. There was a tremendous amount of money that flew in to New Hampshire surreptitiously. Get this: to get independents, which most of the people in New Hampshire are registered as independents, to vote for Nikki Haley. In other words, these were people that normally vote Democrat. Tremendous amounts of money were donated to the Haley campaign to get her more votes to impinge on the margin of victory that Trump would have had in New Hampshire, but for but for all those donations. In other words, they know they can't stop Trump. They, the other party, know that eventually Trump is the nominee, but if they can make it close enough they can throw enough dirt on the campaign to muddy it up so to speak that's why according to my sources trump only got 54 percent if you take the non-aligned out the people that would never normally vote in a republican primary it was something like 80 to 20. it was a landslide not unlike what happened in the caucuses previously trump would have destroyed nikki haley in an election of just Republicans, they changed the rules. They made it possible to look close. It was not close.
0: I had a statistic, uh, Barry, from an article that I'd read uh, doing some research on these numbers because I didn't understand how it was that independents uh, could vote uh, in this particular primary. And there was some statistic that said in the last primary there was 36% independents, which seems a massive number, but this time around it was 46%. So almost half of the people voting in the Republican primary were not even Republicans and when you look that Nikki Haley got 43% of the vote it seems she didn't really pull anyone out of the uh out of the Republican support team
1: spot on that's exactly what happened if New Hampshire followed rules similar to parties in other states around the country our country you would have seen an 80 20 not something within what 11 12 points Nikki Haley got virtually no Republican votes. Her votes were independents who normally vote Democrat. And they were enticed with a massive advertising campaign coming from dark money sources to muddy the waters. And that's what happened. And that's why you see this movement within the Republican Party to name Trump the nominee and get it over with. Yes. Trump said no. We'll see what happens.
0: It's so interesting, isn't it, when you when you look at um, uh, Nikki Haley hanging in there? And first of all, you, you you consider that she's pushing for a VP almost as if she's going to infiltrate uh, the the um, the White House, so to speak, as the uh, Vice President just for being a pest in, in the campaign. And then you wonder with this uh, money coming in and some of it coming with that name Reed Hoffman, who seemed to have financed the Eugene Carroll case. Uh, and, and, and once you just scratch the surface, you start to see the manipulation and you wonder that Trump can be such a clever man in certain circumstances. But oh, we call it foxing that he seems to be playing both sides of the fence here to try and expose. It seems that Nikki Haley at this stage is being played by both sides here to expose the uh, the globalist slash Democrat plan to infiltrate and they're letting you play along with it as long as possible but um i noticed um um there was someone a big name on uh, x yesterday coming out and, and put another exposure on nikki haley and uh, apparently reporting that uh all of a sudden she stopped tweeting uh on that platform which she normally tweets every hour or so so there's something interesting there so maybe um she's she's in her own tailspin now realizing that the the the, the, the jig is up very very interesting now um before we move on, I was I was wondering because um, we talked about all the elections that are coming up uh, and the idea of Pierre Poiliev in Canada talking about um, a freedom and uh, and and restoring common sense uh, and I have played on 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 my old show uh, a few of his clips but um, the Harvey MLA story coming out of South America is something else and uh, we talked uh, you talked about the lamb chop sideburns and I talked about the John Belushi look but I just think it's just a magnificent thing I want to show you a short clip and when we return we're going to move on. On, uh, to the subject of Maui and Lahaina, because if you're not sure, Barry Nussbaum resides in that part of the world and he has a report, an update for us from Hawaii. But let's take the Millet clip now. It is uh, awe-inspiring. Good
2: afternoon. Thank you very much. Today I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger, and it is endangered because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others, and others motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We're here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. Do believe me, no one better place than us Argentines to testify to these two points.
0: There you go. That uh, clip just playing there in the background. Barry, um, how much did that impress you, that at last it seems that there is a counter- uh, and, and this was the point he got up and stood up in front of the uh, at Davos but a bit like Trump did a few years back and just shoved it in their face because the other thing about this was that Millay was criticized uh, after he won the election because people said that he was on the weF's leader list um and, and my point has always been that to get to know the inner circle and how it works and to understand the uh, how it ticks you've got to infiltrate you might even go in there and think that you're part of it and then realize that you're going to reject it and he's not the only one to reject it of course because I've also seen that grandma was another one to reject it uh tulsi gabbard was another person to reject it. and if she of course walked away from the democrats this seems to be gathering steam now
1: i was so impressed this man walked into the lion's den yes and looked the lion in the eyes and basically raised his middle finger to not only the people that were there but their entire globalist world agenda and did it with a smile on his face and i'll tell you something the people in the room were numb as if we don't allow opinions that we don't agree with at davos right and this guy walks in he goes i don't want your agenda i don't want your social communist agenda i don't want you to tell me what the climate's going to be i don't want you to tell me what to eat i want freedom and he was magnificent big applause yes.
0: He's yes, my absolutely. favorite
1: Argentine politician ever. 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 I don't think there's many, any good ones, but he's it
0: yeah oh absolutely uh look there was a scene uh, after the election where he was in the crowd uh, and it was absolutely jam-packed and a young boy looked about ten maybe eleven or twelve years old uh, and he was waving and Malay caught his eye and waved this little boy and they carried him up to the stage and this boy had a tear in his eye and and Malay wearing that uh, signature leather jacket embraced the boy the boy embraced Malay gave him the biggest cuddle and 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 you could see with with Malay looking at this boy and he had uh, himself enjoy smiling like you wouldn't believe. And it was one of those most magnificent scenes in politics. And I hope that it gets recycled and people can get to see that when Argentina improves for the better and people will realise that they really did uh, dodge a bullet and go the other way and save themselves. Just truly magnificent. Politics is a blood sport, but sometimes something wonderful happens. And let's hope that this this, um, uh, swing continues. Now, we've got to get into the business of um, what's happening in Hawaii particularly from Lahaina, Maui, after we saw the uh, horrific fires. And people have got so many questions. Um, and, and a lot of it comes down to, again, this lack of trust in authority authority because we don't seem to get answers. And when we do, they always seem to just divert us or obfuscate the reality. We had the story with the roofs and the some houses not being burnt down. And, and of course, it leads to speculation. And why wouldn't it lead to speculation when good people are asking for good reporting and they're not getting it? So, Barry, let's hope that you can um, bring us an update. What's the latest happening in Lahaina? What, uh, what, what don't we know that you know?
1: I'll run through it as fast as I can. Um, There are now several hundred lawsuits on file. Uh, Lawyers are coming in from all over the states, uh, getting their local credentials set up in Hawaii. They're suing HECO, Hawaiian Electric Company, for leaving the power on, which blew the fires up to the moon. They're suing the county of Maui uh, for not setting off the warning whistles that there were fires. They're suing the police department for blocking the roads that were evacuating. They're suing the mayor. Um, Get this, 2,000 buildings were destroyed, five and a half billion dollars in damages, and no houses have been rebuilt in five months. Everybody's in temporary housing. There are vast areas that you or me as a citizen can't go into, can't take a picture of, can't fly a drone over, can't be in a plane or a helicopter. It's all sealed. Natural disasters aren't sealed off, Jason. Mm. If you were in New York after 9-11, you could go to the Ground Zero. I did. You could walk right up to it, but not in Maui. If you stop on the road next to Lahaina, you'll get a ticket. And if if you don't move, you'll get arrested. Why? What Mm. are they covering up? That's what people want to know. I'll tell you something. It's going to be a bigger disaster that's coming because we have a shortage of construction workers here. We have no housing for new construction workers to be brought in. We have a shortage of building materials here, and we've got to rebuild over 2,000 buildings. And on top of that, Lahaina Town sits on the water. It's an old whaling town. Beautiful, Mm. beautiful old town. It's now rubble. The city, rather I should say the county, we don't have a city, it's a county here, is changing the zoning laws. You can't rebuild what burned down. So nobody knows what's gonna happen. Meanwhile, the hotels are full of refugees that were moved out on fire night and still don't have a place to go. I saw the other day, the big announcement, the first house was demolished. It was taken to a new dump site it's hazardous material it's wrapped in plastic it's going to be bundled up and taken off island nobody knows where it's going but it's going to be in big plastic bags and it's being trucked out on a daily basis it's going to take several years just to demolish it and then maybe reconstruction five to ten years out that is the maui update and it ain't pretty
0: it's certainly not pretty when when you said that there's been no rebuilding or any sort of activity in five months immediately my first thought was have they put the clintons in charge
1: <laughs> <laughs> shades of the of the of the uh the hurricanes that they went to rescue people and the clinton foundation made billions it's kind of like that the money's pouring in yes but i know so many people turned down by fema which is our emergency management on a national level Turned down by the Oprah Fund, turned on by the Red Cross. They're applying for all these programs, but very few people are getting money. Certainly not in a timely basis. And the ones that are getting money, Jason, still have to pay their mortgages on houses. Yes, that are dust. What happens it's to the
0: a, What a happens dust. to the insurance in that situation, Barry? People have well, people putting insurance. Pain, to- I
1: mean, I know some people that have paid out. And been paid out they're told it's going to be 2 to 5 years before they can even start construction they still have to pay on their mortgage yeah. so whatever money they got their nest egg is doing this every yes. month a little yes. bit at a time
0: yes because we they, all know that they, construction they, costs are built in right and they're always going up so in 2 years time that money that they have is uh, is not worth what it was today it's the one industry And that they're seems paying to be on protected. a
1: mortgage yes that's attached to a home That ain't there anymore, brother.
0: This is a, a shocking scenario. So once again, government that we look for as the the so-called saviour is uh, letting the people down by just getting in the way and the red tape builds up and the delays. Can you explain a bit more about this idea of wrapping this up in plastic to dispose of it somewhere? That reeks of the whole 9-11 um, removal of the buildings that were shipped off to China. Trucks were not allowed to stop. Uh, it was very, very secret. One would only assume that they didn't want anyone to look at perhaps thermite that might have been in there if that building was collapsed. Then what would be the reason to do this at this late stage? Is there an inkling, therefore, that they might be able to find something that you're not supposed to find?
1: That is the exact question everybody on this island wants to know and mum's the word in response. It's being wrapped in plastic. It's being stored in a temporary site and it's gonna be trucked to a port and taken somewhere, as you said, probably China to be incinerated. Now, why is it? Why is it you can't see the dump site, you can't see the removal site, you can't see what's on the trucks, you can't take pictures of the town, you can't even fly a drone over the town, you can't even stop on the highway. There's signs everywhere. You can go to jail for just stopping your car on the highway that's a mile from lahaina it makes no sense so all i have for you are questions i don't have any answers because nobody knows at least nobody in the public
0: Yeah, this is the big thing. But of course, what's happening at the same time is the general public, all of a sudden their antenna is on overdrive and they're starting to realise that they're being played yet again uh, and not having the questions answered. So this must all play in for people realising in an election year that the only way that we're going to at least attempt to get answers is to demand political change. Uh, And the one man out there, of course, anti-establishment all the way, who, of course, got punished this week yet again and attempted to humiliate in the E. Jean Carroll case, the $83.3 million awarded uh, in that case, which we you can almost, it's certain that it's going to go to appeal. I can't even imagine Trump would even want to settle this out um, because uh, this plot for the E. Jean Carroll sexual assault in the department store was, was part of a law and order script. I mean, it was word for word verbatim. She forgot what year this was meant to have happened. Uh, she claimed she was wearing a dress that hadn't been created yet uh, in the catalogs. Uh, there's just so many poor uh, situations here, you'll wonder uh, if, if push comes to shove, tr- um, Trump does want a brand new Department of Justice and an mm-hmm. independent attorney general. I mean, it's staring us in the face, isn't it? Well, it's
1: not only that, but I read that th- this is about the eighth man that she's accused of rape. Rape is a very serious, violent crime, mm-hmm. and she's a serial accuser of famous, wealthy, established men. This one is she got in front of a jury that happened to hate Trump with a D.A. that hated Trump, and she got a conviction. It's really interesting, Jason. Guess how many of the previous rape allocation, uh, uh, accusations she that she had claimed about were allowed to be introduced to the jury? Any idea how many the jury heard about?
0: Uh, well, I- I- if they were guilty, then you would assume all. And if they weren't, if they were all dismissed, you'd assume none.
1: Zero. In other words, the jury never heard she does this every six months for years. Yeah, For years. She's a serial accuser of rape of famous, wealthy men. And her lawyers got the judge to agree that Trump's lawyers in his defense could not introduce that to uh, impeach her credibility. That would have gotten the case thrown out
0: almost immediately you can imagine no jury wants to be taken for a ride no juror uh, and certainly no jury and uh, it perverts the course of justice there and we're seeing that happen in real time you know barry i, I made the observation yesterday that this case is so preposterous one wonders given that there is so many allegations of real uh, sexual misconduct that are covered up, that perhaps this case is going to be used by those people to make it as if no one will believe a woman ever again in a uh, in a criminal or a civil case, for that matter, because it comes down to money, that of course they'll all be laughed out of the courtroom and then they'll just say, no, we're not doing this anymore. It, it feels like there's another agenda behind the agenda, not just to get Trump, because at the end of the day, uh, I mean, it's it's a punishment and it's a penalty. And if he pays it, there's no other thing. It's a bit of money. Uh, who knows? He gets to be president next year. Goodness me, he can print money for everyone if he wants to at that stage. Um, it, it doesn't become the big deal. But it seems like there's something else coming. And we've seen the allegations of sexual misconduct. And we're going to talk about that after the break because we've got another one out of all places coming out of Iran in a country where homosexuality is punished. And all of a sudden, two mullers are caught up on video in a homosexual case along with a politician. It just doesn't get any crazier than that. We'll be back with more here on weekends with me on TNT Radio.
3: Sometimes life can be overwhelming and suicide may seem like the only way to relieve the pain. Beyond Now is an evidence-based app created by Beyond Blue to help you cope when suicidal thoughts start to appear. You can use it to create an easy-to-follow plan that is personal to you and includes steps like know your warning signs so you can act early, make your environment safe by removing harmful items, activities you can do or people you can be with to distract yourself from suicidal thoughts, reminders of things that make you feel strong. Some of these steps might be tough to fill out and that's okay. It can be helpful to make or share your safety plan with a trusted friend family member or mental health professional. You might feel like you're alone, but help is available. If you're worried you can't stay safe, use the red telephone icon to call your emergency contacts. Download the free Beyond Now app today to create your personal safety plan.
0: On a virtual road, you can test the limits of your driving ability to see how fast you can go under the most extreme conditions, like when it's dark, when the weather's bad, or when the unexpected happens. The higher the speed, the harder the impact. But driving isn't a game or a race. When you're on the road, just 10 miles per hour over the limit can mean the difference between life and death. You're responsible for people's lives and your own. Slow down and save lives. Weekends with Jason Olborn
3: on today's News
0: Talk TNT Welcome back to Weekends. And just before the break, I wet your appetite with this Iranian homosexual sex scandal amidst massive protests and another breaking news story that we learned out here in Australia today, that the Australian government has paused aid to UNRWA, UNRWA which is the UN uh, Organisation for Palestinian Refugees, citing interference or involvement in the October 7 attacks. Barry, this is your specialty. What's going on here? I'm going to hand over to you for what technically is your report, because there is so much going on. What do you know? Well,
1: let's start with UNRWA. Uh, UNRWA is the biggest fraud ever perpetrated on world governments. It is the UN Works and Relief Agency that was established for one people only, Palestinian refugees, and they have perpetuated the uh, victim status of refugees that are no longer refugees for four generations. UNRWA operates in Gaza massively. Massive budgets paid for by all the Western countries. Israel has been saying for years, Jason, that UNRWA is supporting Hamas directly. And it turns out on the October 7th massacre, massive numbers of UNRWA employees paid for by the UN with your tax dollars and my tax dollars And European tax dollars participated in the massacres and the kidnapping of Israelis. And they were proud of it. As Israeli intelligence has been releasing the videos from the GoPro cameras, these guys videotapes, rapes, brutality, murder, kidnapping, and broadcasted, yay, look what I'm doing, I'm killing Jews. Well, those videos have come back to haunt them and country after country after country is now cutting the budgets of UNRWA, including most european countries the united states uk australia saying we are not going to fund murderers anymore the head of UNRWA came out today and said quote well, i am shocked that they're not going to fund us every single UNRWA facility in Gaza was a headquarters for tunnel entrances and exits for bombs to be made, taken underground, brought up from underground, missiles to be fired, and prisoners to be transported. How do I know it? All the videos are available, several thousand of them, and I've been speaking to Israeli intelligence officers every single day. I've seen the videos. Every single facility in Gaza run by UNRWA Covers up a terror operation. UNRWA knew about it, UNRWA funded it, UNRWA supported it, and UNRWA concealed it from the West. Why? Because they're all part of the same. We're going to destroy Israel conspiracy. And it's no longer a it's no longer a conspiracy theory. It's just fact, Jason. It's just fact. One of the things I I did want to talk about um, today Is what happened at auschwitz a couple days ago we had international holocaust day yesterday elon musk maybe the most famous person in the world went to auschwitz with ben shapiro a conservative commentator here in the u.s he wore on his head a kippa also called a yarmulke he participated in the jewish prayers at the uh the death camp he said he'll never forget it he said what happened must stop and The anti-Semitism on X has got to be throttled back. Now, this is a guy who's not Jewish. He now has dog tags that he says he will never take off with names of hostages until the hostages are released. God bless Elon Musk. The amount of anti-Semitism he's taken in the last 24 hours is overwhelming. The world seems to have gone crazy and has forgotten the lessons of World War II, Hmm. as if it never happened. So well done, Elon Musk. I'm very proud of him. But it's not just X that's fighting back. Sky News, which I know is a big deal in Australia, made an on-air apology today, one of their rare on-air apologies. Um, You have a presenter there named Belle Donati. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Uh, She compared the Israeli war in Gaza to the Holocaust when she had the ambassador from Israel on her show, he was offended. I happen to know him personally. He's a wonderful gentleman. He said, how dare you? Um, besmirch the memory of the 6 million Jews that were murdered, many of them, over a million in Auschwitz. Um, and Sky News came out with a uh, apology today. They said they are sorry for what she said. And they I've watched the apology twice. It wasn't a half apology, it was a full apology. And I can tell you from my perspective, as someone whose parents were in Auschwitz, whose uncles were there, my grandparents were there, my cousins were there, some of them are still there in the dirt, hmm. in Auschwitz, Poland, if you know what I mean. Yes. They they went up in smoke in the gas chambers. I'm very grateful for that. Um, an interesting story that has to do with Israel, we should talk about it for a minute, is this this crazy lunatic group called the Houthis. Mm. Um, here's an interesting dynamic in American politics. Donald Trump, rightly so, declared the, Houthi, the Houthis a terror group worldwide, restricted their movements, their cash. They were banned from um, using the International Bank of Settlements. They couldn't trade. They were a persona non grata as a group. What did Joe Biden do when he took office? took the designation off for no reason that made any sense. And the Houthis started accumulating massive amounts of missiles, drones, um, bombs, terror vests, all paid for by Iran, trained by Iran and run by Iran. And as Iran's proxy army in the Middle East, what have they been doing? Bombing international shipping. Over a hundred ships in the last two months have been attacked by either Houthi pirates Houthi missiles, or Houthi drones? Ships are being hit like crazy. Over 100 ships are now being rerouted. There were 14 attacks just today on ships passing near Yemen, where the Houthis operate out of. And the United States and the UK are, well, they're doing some pinprick bombing, and they don't want to start a war, God forbid. I have a question for you and your listeners. If the Houthis hit one Russian ship, one, one Chinese ship just one can you imagine what the Russians would do can you imagine what the Chinese would do within hours dust yes they would flatten everybody that had anything to do with it what do we do we knock down their missiles the ships keep going look I've been on I've been to sea with the U.S. Navy several times I've been on destroyers And I've been on the aircraft carriers. Those things carry so many weapons, literally a carrier group can wipe out half a continent. If Joe Biden had the stones, if you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. to act like a president to defend the world and our country, the Houthis would be already done. We see with the satellites exactly where they are. Look, the Israelis do it in Gaza. We know exactly where those missiles came from. The factories, the troops, The storage depots and the launch sites would all be gone already if we had a president who led by example instead of well i don't know what you call it i don't even know who's making the decisions but it's not somebody who puts my country first which i consider to be a big problem i know we don't have much time i do want to touch on uh the international court of justice yes um been very very upsetting for any freedom loving country including yours Thank you Australia for backing Israel and the UK and Germany and France and other countries like Hungary. The idiocy brought before the world court by South Africa, which is a terribly oppressive regime where white farmers are being slaughtered daily and that seems to be okay to South Africa. They took Israel before the world court with charges of genocide after hearing. Testimony for a number of days, the court finally came out and gave a, I would call a milquetoast response, which is, don't commit genocide. And you can keep fighting in Gaza. I don't even know what that means because Israel's not committing genocide. I know troops in Gaza right now. I speak to them. They all carry a card that they are trained to follow, which are the rules of engagement. It's the Mm. only army in the world that gives instructions to the troops to protect civilians. Israel's death ratio of civilians to combatants is the lowest in world history. The American death rate was nine civilians to one combatant in World War II. Israel is about one and a half to one. It is the most sane, safest war in history. And instead of getting commendations, Israel, because of anti-Semitism, gets attacked in front of the world court which i consider a big big problem i i know that there are rumors out tonight my time this morning your time that there might be another peace deal with hamas hamas is insisting that they the leaders stay in power which is insane Um, The top three guys in Hamas have stolen somewhere in the area of about $10 billion. They're richer than rich. I mean, they are Mm -hmm. astoundingly rich. Private jets, mansions all over the world, private bank accounts. They travel like sheiks while their people are starving to death. And they're demanding as part of a peace treaty, they'll release the hostages that they took if Israel releases all the murderers that they've arrested over the last several decades and leaves Hamas in power, that will never happen. If Netanyahu was to agree to that, his government would collapse and that would be the end of it. There would be no peace. I can tell you from people who have been there, I've been to Gaza, there's no way they can be allowed to retain any semblance of power. Gaza must be demilitarized. The entire Gaza Strip is an armed camp. It is the most armed small space in the history of the world. Watch the videos, the IDF puts them out every single day. And every day, they're rounding up more and more of these killers. Let them do their job and then let there be peace. But if they don't, there'll be another massacre. And I can tell you, I have family living on the Gaza border that but for they were off the kibbutz that day would be in a grave or worse And i mean this 60 80 feet underground in gaza city in a cage because yes. that's where that's where uh hamas is putting their prisoners
0: you know um when we hear so much reporting etc of what's going on and thank you for for what you've just been able to describe i can't help but think um almost biblically when the um the jewish people uh in the exodus leave egypt and spend 40 years in the wilderness uh, before it is that Moses, who leads them out of Egypt and then can't enter the promised land and Joshua has to come in and, and take over. I almost feel like um, with Hamas we're facing something similar that the innocent Gazans, Gazans the Palestinians, have to separate themselves and somehow be in the wilderness for some period of time and then re-emerge with a new way of being able to deal. But you have to cut the cancer out. Uh, and we've seen that now, the, the lack of elections, et cetera, that's gone on there in this entrenched uh, terrorist behavior. It's, uh, it's, it's unpleasant for all on anyone who's supporting what's going on. And no one wants to see innocent people killed in any uh, stretch of the imagination. It's the worst possible scenario. Uh, but at the same time, you have to deal with the threat that you are presented with, and that's why it's so difficult. We have unfortunately reached the end of the hour, Barry. I just want to say thank you again for uh, for making time for me today on uh, my show here in Australia that is obviously going around the world, but for the work that you're doing at AmericanTruthProject.org. And if you want to find a really easy way, just write findbarry.com into your internet browser and that will take you straight through to Barry's site. Thank you once again, Barry. Really appreciate it. We have to go to the news headlines. Thank you. And we'll be back with a brand new guest, one of our own, after the break here on Weekends with
3: Jason Olborn.